Hi there, and welcome to Multidimensional Transmissions. I'm Sarah Vittori, a multidimensional guide, intuitive healer, somatic alchemist, Jewish witch, and your host. This podcast takes us on a journey through the many facets of being human and explores our world and ourselves through the lens of multidimensionality. This is for you if you struggle with fitting and smushing your bigness into one category. This is for you if you desire a place to examine the complexities, paradoxes, and perspectives of being a multi-passionate, multi-dimensional being. How can we embrace all of our layers, roles, and identities as we navigate living in this complex dimension? Let's explore this together. I'm a mom of two boys, homeschool my youngest, run my own multifaceted business, and I'm in a constant inquiry and co-creation with the mystery and the sacred. Join me in this space with some magical guests as we discuss all things consciousness, healing, magical, creative, ancestral, gifts and potentials, science, body, energy, imagination, desire, business, mystery, integration, expansion, service, the sacred, and more. These episodes are energetic transmissions from the words spoken down to the intention behind the frequency. I invite you to allow what resonates today as you listen to simmer and work within you. I am so honored you're joining us today. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining and tuning in to another episode. I am honored to be here today with a guest who was here on our first season, but we're with Susan McNamara, and I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. We're going to dive more deeply into healing, new earth, and really what's possible, particularly at a time on earth where things can feel pretty chaotic and overwhelming. So thank you so much for being here, Susan. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's so good to be with you again, Sarah. Yeah. So for those um, listeners who've not had an opportunity to listen to our other episode together, can you just share a little bit about your background and what you're kind of doing in the world these days? Sure. So I think like many of us in, in the alternative fields, I originally started very conventionally. Uh, you know, I had a master's in counseling psychology and um, doctoral work in clinical psychology and just felt really dissatisfied with the pathology focus of all of that, really dissatisfied with how the relationship was contexted in terms of how it was that you were to work with people. It felt like really distant to me a lot of times and inhumane. And then I think on top of all of that, it just always felt like to me like something was missing, that there were only certain things that could be part of the conversation and there were only certain let's say, aspects of ourselves that were looked at or discussed or deemed important, but all these other parts of ourselves and our lives were were sort of left, like they didn't matter somehow. And for me, it just all really started when I let go of the doctoral chase and made a vow to myself that I was just going to open to what it was that I really wanted to learn, like that I wasn't going to do any more trainings or education based on <laughs> based on what, you know, you were supposed to do. And that just led me from a yoga teacher training to shamanic studies to um, holistic food to somatics to herbalism to homeopathy. I mean, I'm continuing to explore now, I mean, my biggest love right now is German new medicine. I'm looking into that more deeply and more deeply into shamanism. And um, yeah, and at this point in time, it's all 
many decades later, started to really come together and coalesce around what it is that I'm offering. And so as we were talking about earlier, I just launched my program called The Healer Within, which is a six-month program for women looking to take a deeper dive into what it actually means to be healthy and to heal. Mm, Yeah, awesome. Really looking forward to to talking more about these threads. So when we were kind of jamming before you were lit up a bit about last night's conversations and starting to to excavate out what feels foundational for you when you start these explorations. And I'm just so curious, like what themes are you noticing showing up right now for folks and how what you kind of discussed last night is weaving in with that? Sure. So last night's theme, one thread was creating the space to heal. And it's interesting because Creating space is something that I've been doing for decades now. And I think that when you've been doing something for a really long time and it just feels really natural to you, you don't necessarily recognize that it might be a struggle for other people. And I just started to really get into that more deeply than I ever have before this last year in terms of other people, especially women, and their capacity to take space for themselves, their feelings about taking space for themselves. And there's a lot that goes with that because, right? I know you have had many conversations like that, right? Like, I just need some time. I need to ask things to myself, especially if you're a mom and maybe you're working. Um, and yet what I find is that even though we'll have that yearning or that lament to take space for ourselves, we don't get there, um, right? Even if we recognize the, the the importance of it and even if we would tell a friend how important it is for them, So that exploration has been feeling really powerful to me because one of my premises is that if you don't give yourself the space you need, you won't be able to heal anything. And I don't care what you're using. I don't care if you're using energy medicine or conventional medicine, but if you are not taking the time to really check in with yourself, to notice what's happening in your mind, to catch up with your body you're going to be missing a lot of information. You're going to be making a lot of assumptions. And mostly it just leaves us without the very ground that we need in order to be able to navigate the world that we're living in. And so, you know, while I think a lot of women might say things like, waiting, I'm waiting for somebody else to tell me it's okay, or somebody's going to think this is selfish, or I'm finally going to take the space when, but you know, like a woman was talking about last night, both her kids are out of the house now. They went (laughs) to college, right? And she's still like, what's up? I'm still not taking the space that I need for myself. And, you know, so it becomes this really rich exploration around wondering why that is. Not not being punitive, right? But wondering why that is. And for sure, one of the things that, you know, I found personally, and I think it's I think it's true for other women as well. I remember when I first started to take space for myself, first I was really afraid about um somebody thinking it was selfish. Yeah. Um then what was really underneath that for me was I was really afraid of what I was gonna find. Mm. It's it felt dangerous to me. Um, it felt scary to me. It felt like not only was I terrified of what I might find about myself, I know I tapped into some DNA, ancestral, cellular kind of thing 
where it literally felt physically dangerous as a woman to be in the woods by myself, to be in prayer, to be in communion with nature, like by myself. And I still have this like vivid memory of the house that I was living in. We had this like little room down in the basement. It had those like tiny little, you know, basement. And so yours are a lot bigger than the money. And I remember when I was first starting, just I was just doing yoga. Okay. So just stretching. And my father-in-law had come over and my husband and my father-in-law must have gone into the backyard to do something. And I heard their voices. And at the same time, all I could see was like their legs. Mm. I got this wave of terror. Yeah. My whole system that like this was was dangerous, that I was going to be in trouble, that mm. saw me. like So I had a ton of fear initially around creating space. And it had nothing to do with like, oh, I've got kids. Like it was yeah. way more. Yeah. Yeah. And I really relate to what you're saying in terms of like clients that come into to work with me and then also just my own journey. I had noticed once I started to do this, I had intense fear of if I took the space, I'd never be able to get out of it. I wouldn't collapse. I'd fall apart. My body would fall apart. The like incessant doing or filling the space was a way to avoid actually connecting into sense what I needed. Um, and I knew with that, you know, underlining level that it was like really deep rest and restoration and repair. And I, yeah, I remember crying in a therapy session, but if I take the space or if I rest, I just won't ever get up again. Um, and I think we're like to go circle back to the ancestral piece, right? Like I think also as women, we can hold sort of the weight of all the women who haven't been able to take the space or haven't been able to be in that really deep rest. Yeah, I, I so relate to what you're saying, like that feeling of like, like you're not going to come out on the other side somehow. Yes. You're, you're not going to come out. And it, and it always brings me back to a yoga teacher that I studied with a really long time had said that there's like, you know, from a yoga perspective, what we're talking about is to like to go into yourself, to create space, to hear what's going on inside of there can be akin to like a war, that there's a huge battle going on right around like all the thoughts that you have, like the call of your own soul. And he would always talk about how there was like a far greater peace on the other side of the battlefield and how often we don't even want to step onto that battlefield because we don't think we're going to come out on the other side. And, you know, I saw an example of this just recently. I was having a... um, a retreat at my house that was it was very like restorative yoga and a friend was doing like hands-on massage and i'm not kidding you one of the women came in as soon as we went down onto the floor she started crying and she didn't stop crying for the entire time and there was a part of her i think initially that i could tell well because she said it to me you know she was concerned that she was were disturbing other people i think that she herself was shocked about what was happening for her yeah. but i knew that it was just because she had finally been given some space and a safe place where she could experience whatever she was experiencing and 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 yet to watch the way that that can feel so either unfamiliar to us or even downright dangerous or even shameful because there were there were, there were moments right that i could see with her where she was like 
teetering on that edge of like, am I going to go into shame about the experience that I'm having in front of these people right now? Right, right. Yeah. And I really relate to that as participants in those kinds of environments and, you know, being able to, as a busy mom, finally go to a women's circle or, you know, we've been hosting circles together for years now um, on the equinoxes and solstice and, and arriving and, you know, being able to like have that turn of taking up the space and melting down or being loud and will it be too much and am i disturbing someone i went to a sound healing once and it was the same thing the minute i heard the chime start my whole system and i'm fighting inside my body do i really let what is needing to emerge here come out of my throat or do i not and is it okay and am i going to upset other people um yeah <laughs> so really yeah yeah i know and i know you and i have talked about this before and because it, it really is an incredible capacity to yeah. be able to learn to hold space for yourself in yeah. such a way where you allow whatever is there to be there. And that's why I am just such a firm believer, huge proponent, advocate, however you want to say it, for creating daily space for yourself, yeah. you know, daily, daily space so that it's almost like a release valve, right? Because yeah. If, you, if you've gone 20 years or 30 years or 40 years and you've never held space for yourself or it's never been held for you, it feels terrifying because <laughs> there's just so much in there. Yeah. If you're taking space on a regular basis, it's almost like you're just letting the pressure off a little bit more every day, every day. Yes. And it, it's much more of a doable experience than when you have that first profound experience. And, I, and I've, I've got, you know, dozens of those of what you just described yourself of like showing up in a space and just absolutely breaking down yeah yeah but we need that right you you need the breakdown because it kind of makes me think about you and i talking earlier about what we were going to talk about today and this feels like it just merges perfectly with one of the topics and that being where we are as a collective right now and then how we as the individual you know, marry into that and everything's breaking down right now. And there are, there are so many people that are so terrified and so afraid and so angry. And I know that part of that is because they have not ever had the experience of breaking down inwardly and personally themselves. Because once you have that experience and you have it regularly enough, you know that the breaking down is what is going to take you to the next place. It's just like you just telling me all the stuff that's been happening for you and your family over the last month and a half, right? But you have the perspective that you're knowing that when the dust yes. settles, yes, something's going to reveal itself. Yes. Yeah. And and the literal structural I'm coming off of, you know, on the eighth, I took a really bad fall down some stairs. So the literal structural realignment and reorganization and the patience that that takes and and the ability for me to be with the discomfort in in the spaces and in the not spaces to be able to be in the chaos and be okay and like you're saying I love you know I use the instapot right like the pressure valve it's like okay I'm gonna let a little out now I'm gonna have a little scream into a pillow and you know particularly as as a you know homeschooling mom and I have a lot of family around me a lot of the time I'm tempering or dampening or 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 intentionally choosing to not be 
in an expression of an emotion or the bigness of an emotion. Um, and if I don't create those spaces on a daily basis or every couple of days for myself, uh, it's stuff gets really jammed up, stuff gets really stuck. Um, and so, you know, there's always those reminders around when we do it in that consistent way, it's easier, even though there's resistance to the uncomfortable. Yeah, and you're just reminding me that so much of what we're talking about, right, is just a perspective. It's it's the way that we hold these things. It's it's the the beliefs we have about those structures that you were talking about. Because if we believe that, you know, our our big systems or our very own lives are supposed to just run like clockwork all the time, and there's no cycles to what we're experiencing, and there's no, you know, letting go, there's no breakdowns it can feel offensive or terrifying, right? <laughs> right? It feels like, look at how many people are offended right now. Everybody's everybody's flipping offended these days about everything, right? And so it's just like, this is life, you know? This is what we're, you know, we're in the winter season right now. Yeah. And um, things go dormant, things break down, things die back, things have their time and then they're gone and then something new comes in. And we're just very much in that place right now. And if we're not as people taking our own individual space, like you were just talking about, right? So that you're at home with your kids and stuff is is getting bottled up. That's when stuff comes out sideways too, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So either ourselves or for other people. Yeah. And then that's why when people are, are like all shocked about, oh, the world and thinking that it's separate from us, they're not really understanding that like anything that any of us is experiencing is the same thing as the outward experience right now. And the more that we can create those spaces for ourselves so that we can catch up with ourselves, so we can take our own temperature, you yeah. know, just to be like, how's it going for me right now? You know, just to understand where you're at. I, it's It's something I used to tell when I taught at the college level and I would start to first teach meditation and the college kids would just feel like it wasn't for them or they were doing it wrong because they couldn't get their minds to slow down, right? Or they were yeah. noticing how much junk was going on. And I used to tell them all the time that like my worst meditations were my best meditations. And what I meant by that was the days that I felt like the angriest, the saddest, the most irritated, the most incapable of settling down were my best meditations because I always got up better than when I first sat down. And even if whatever was going on didn't go away for me, I at least had a sense of where I was at. So that as I met up with the world, my husband, my family, like whoever else, I wasn't just unconsciously spewing like junk all over them. You know, that I I had some sense of, hey, you're off balance today. You're feeling a little bit wonky, a little bit triggered. You, you got to really step up the responsibility here in terms of how you're interacting with other people. Yeah. 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 And, and that, you know, understanding and, and knowing what we want and how we feel. I think a lot of times because there's so much overriding or we're getting swept up in old patterns or the busyness and fullness, you know, a lot of sort of the themes that are showing up in my client spaces are like, well, I don't even know what I want. Like, how, how, I don't even know how I feel to be able to take ownership or to be able to advocate with a with a partner or you know a colleague and so 
those spaces become those key places to then really connect back in and and drop back into that space to identify what that is even in the first place. Yeah, it's so funny. That's just ringing in my mind. Something I heard this woman talking about yesterday. I was on a call and she was talking about, she's a relationship coach and was talking about exactly what you just described. And I loved how she kind of laid it out where she said that very thing that without self-awareness, there can be no self-reflection. And without that self-reflection, there can be no accountability because you won't, you don't even know like what you're bringing to the situation. And that's a lot of what we find ourselves in right now in the world is that people have absolutely no idea what they're even bringing to the table. And that's why, again, I come back to if you are not in the habit of regularly creating space for yourself, you're just going to add to the confusion and to the chaos in the world. And, you know, as I was speaking last night with the women that I was with, this doesn't even have to be some big and complicated thing. Right? It's it's truly as easy as just drive in silence for a couple of minutes. Just step outside and take a look at the night sky. Take a breath. Go sit in the bathroom for a couple of minutes. Like, I mean, I'm right about your spot. Exactly. <laughs> I think every mother, I remember that so well. It's like, I'm going to the bathroom and you're going in there and just hang out for a little while. Get the space that you needed. Yeah. 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 That's great. Uh, what would you say or what would you invite um, folks to try or give a try if it's hard to create the space? So, and I, I think it's kind of pairing on what you're naming now, but one of the threads or themes, because this is a, a big theme in my life and, and it's why my business is all about <laughs> creating spaces for, for healing um, when, you know, I went through different phases. So I, you know, it was hard to create the space. I went, navigated the guilt, you know, and the shame and not putting it on the calendar. And then sort of the next phase for me was like, I put it on the calendar. I claimed it. Then I would fill it. <laughs> and so as the week got closer, as the time got closer, I then schedule a coffee with a friend or put a client there, like right smack in the middle of whatever chunk of time I had set aside. Any invitations or thoughts for people who might be at that stage? Absolutely. I I think one of the most powerful things that you can ever do is to just wonder why doing that, right? <laughs> Not, right? Not the judgmental critiquing thing that will do like, oh, why are you doing that? You're not following through and you get all gnarly with yourself. Right. Instead, in a really open way to think, wow, I, I, I wonder why I do that. I, I wonder why I schedule all this time for myself. I I wonder why I recognize its importance, but then I can't follow through. Oh. And what I've seen in my own wonderings around that is there's that place like you were describing where in the beginning, you might not even know the value of it, right? right? But then when you start to come to know the value of it and you still have difficulty claiming it, my sense around that is whether it's the fears of what you think that you're going to discover or that you just don't see yourself as precious enough to care for at that level. And that's a really, really deep one and one that doesn't get figured out, you know, with a couple of easy tips or tricks, but it's just to begin again that wondering and to begin to notice 
like how does that show up where like I don't actually think I'm either important enough or precious enough or valuable enough to give myself what it is that I actually need. Mm-hmm. Um, because a big part of this is just changing our perspective around it. And so whether it's wondering or one of the things that I'm working a lot with right now is just that realization that people can have all the information in the world, but if they've still got those old belief systems, right, that the new stuff isn't going to stick or it's going to create too much of a like a controversy right, internally, right, that kind of cognitive dissonance. And so one of the things that we were talking about in the group that I'm running last night was just this concept of space from a like a larger perspective. And I was using the system of Ayurveda. And if people aren't familiar with Ayurveda, that's the sister science of yoga, the the kind of the medical and um, daily routine side of, of taking care of yourself. And from that perspective, they would say that everything, including ourselves, are made of five elements. And those elements are space, air, fire, water, and earth. But space is the one out of which everything else comes. Oh, interesting. Isn't that beautiful? It's really beautiful. And when I think about it that way, what it leaves me with, like I, every time I say it and I'm like, wow, am I going to still feel the same way as I say this? And I still do feel the same way <laughs> as I say this, where I feel like this sense of calm and ease and spaciousness comes over me when I think about that, that that's out of which everything comes. So whether that's our creativity, solutions that we're looking for, healing. And when you think about it from the perspective that that is what makes us up, what makes up everything around us, space then no longer becomes something that you need to seek out. Mm. It It is you and it is all around you. And it's more than of a remembering than it is a I need to do this for myself kind of thing. And that to me, it just feels close. And it feels to me like I don't have to do anything special. I don't need special equipment or accoutrements, right? I I can be doing it here with you, that I can be pausing in my own mind and not feeling like I have to be the person coming up with an answer right away. You know, I can do it with my breath. We can do it in the bathroom like we just described that it's literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that available resource, even when we're feeling the chaotic, the crazy, the overwhelmed. And uh, yeah, what you're saying is beautiful. And it's just making me think too around like when, you know, for those of you who may be fearing taking the space around, you know, what you might find in your body, there's the ability to, and I've been playing a lot with this because my physical body is very uncomfortable. And so when I've been taking my space, to like be in my body the way I usually do as a somatic practitioner and like be rolling or moving is is not bringing me comfort. It's it's pinging something really, really significantly painful. And so I've been playing a lot with like, oh, okay, taking space doesn't necessarily mean I need to go to some deep place or have some deep realization about myself. Like I can literally just be in a physical space and like sense that there is spaciousness around me. And I've been coming down into the basement where I'm recording this right now and it's cold down here. I'm like half underground. And like there's this like density and like tangible felt sense kind of um quiet and cold that's here that I've been able to feel into and resource with as opposed to like 
feeling my body or having to necessarily be really deeply in myself. So there are these ways we can titrate, right, in little bits if it's feeling edgy or if it's feeling like a too much place to be with our bodies. Yeah, and I love that because that just speaks so directly to the potential of the space, which is all the form is there. All the answers are there, that it is like vast and limitless, and it's only limited by our own belief systems. And as you were talking, the other thing that kept kind of crossing my mind was if we take those times where the mind feels really chaotic, something in your life is breaking down, you're, the, the situation that you're describing with your body, if you put it, that little thing in that feels so gigantic to us at any given moment, and you put it into the space, it's so tiny, right? It's so <laughs> yes. tiny. And it's like not to minimize what we're experiencing, right? right? But it's to give a perspective that says there's way more around this than just the difficulty of this situation. And 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 for me, that is a huge perspective shift. And it's one that I think is such a helpful one, too, in terms of the ways of the world, and which is what I come back to all the time these days, is something really big must be wanting to be born. And there's... The world is going to go on for eons and eons after this time period, and there's something far vaster at play here than I can ever understand. And when I can seat myself in that place, even as graphic and horrific and everything that's happening in the world, it, it just becomes like a little pinprick in the sky instead of you know my entire experience or, or that it's happening everywhere, and because it's not. It's absolutely not. Yeah. And I think too, also as biological beings, right, who have a biology, you know, that has biology that works a certain way, we're so wired to look at where the dysfunction is or where the pain is or where the chaos is. And so with what you're saying, it's like we really have to be more intentional to be like moving into like, oh, there is spaciousness here. Like we are living in a quantum field. Like that is infinite spaciousness. And so being able to to move in that direction, I think particularly when things are feeling chaotic or um, out of alignment, you really have to be intentional about choosing to see the more. And that comes back to if we're creating those daily spaces or we're, you know, having that regular time, we have that opportunity to feel into this moreness. Right. Because you're you're just talking too about the stories that we're telling ourselves because there's one thing to be having something in the body hurting and then there's just the heavy layering that we do of all the stories of what that means what's going to happen to us in the future you know all the things that were ever said to us all the things that we have ever said to ourselves and i have absolutely had that experience to be in the middle of an incredibly difficult situation. And the one that comes to my mind right now is being with my mother when she had surgery with like stage four ovarian cancer. And people were like, oh, people don't make it out of that. And I went down to be with her through the surgery and then afterwards. And it was one of the most profound times that I've ever had of stillness and spaciousness Mm -hmm. because I dropped every 
story and fear and how this was impacting me and what this was going to mean. And it left me so present with her that it was literally magical the way that the timing of, of, of things would work out. And when I came home, people just thought that I was going to be exhausted and I was anything but. And, you know, my mother's no longer alive right now, but, you know, at that time and for many years afterwards, we would both reference that time and talk about what an amazingly connected, I mean, she didn't use the word spacious, but right <laughs> spacious time it was yeah. and it really was and we would think oh that's not possible in the midst of ovarian cancer or that's not possible in the midst of a world that's on fire but it is yeah it is. yeah it takes it takes radical discipline and it takes you know radical personal responsibility and and that's the place that i come to around the space for us is no one's going to give this to us. No one's going to make it important to us. It has to be something that we decide. And that means taking full radical responsibility for your life, the choices that you're making, what works in your life, what doesn't, what's helping, what's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go on some preaching tour in a minute about this whole thing. I tell you, I feel like I'm so onto something here with like the space and how it can be something that can be so easily overlooked. And yet it is like, I'm considering it right now, the absolute prerequisite for anything that you do in life. Right. Right. I second. <laughs> anything else feeling? I mean, I know there's so many different directions we could go in and there's so much to talk about. And there's always so much to talk about together. But is there anything else that is feeling alive right now or feels like it, it wants to be spoken? I guess what I would say is I really do think that as people, this is our time. Yeah. And that it truly is up to each and every one of us to decide how it is that we are going to live, how it is that we're going to be with our lives, with our bodies, with each other, with the planet. And thinking about this whole idea about space, it just makes me realize when I think about what it takes to have that level of personal responsibility and commitment in your life, it means you, you have to root out any place where you're holding the mindset of the victim any place where you are believing that your life is in somebody else's hands, that this is all a problem, that, you know, you're never going to be able to do something because the world is going to keep you from doing it, that you're never going to be well again, that you're never going to, you know, fill in the blank. All of that has got to go because it's like it's clogging up the space, basically, you know, it's clogging up the space. And it makes it impossible to see what is actually, actually possible for us. And I know this one so well as someone who came out of the um, childhood that I did and um, felt very victimized by what happened and then felt very victimized about being in a world that I didn't think would ever value what I had to offer. And, you know, the amount of work that I've done at this point lets me know that like, yes, there are really hard and awful things in the world and likely there probably always will be, but that each one of us has a choice about what we're going to do with that. And 
the only way that we can have that choice and not just add to the chaos is we have to be willing to spend time with ourselves, spend time checking in with ourselves. So I think that that would be the biggest thing that I would say to people is like, make it a priority. And it doesn't even have to be a lot of time, but just make it a priority to create some space for yourself. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Susan. Really love you being here again. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. Thank you so much for creating the space to listen to this episode of Multidimensional Transmissions. I invite you to allow the words and the energy of the transmission to continue to move through you as you go throughout your day. If there was something here for you that really resonated, please share this episode with the people in your world and leave a rating and review. May we all orient to the portals of potential and possibility within the fractals of our multidimensionality. We get to include it all.